Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brennan here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And today, Michael Brown, we're calling this meeting to order. Welcome to the second Dream Take town hall meeting. Thanks, uh, Gavel. Thanks, Gavel. Thanks, Gavel. It's always a pleasure to be on with you, sir. And man, we're getting close. What are we at? 10 days until the draft? We are officially 10 days away from the NBA draft as we record this on the 19th of July with the draft on the 29th of July. So a week from this Thursday, yes, is the NBA draft. The first draft in a very long time that we have legitimate, uh, like, care for, I'd say. at least We're like a big player in this draft, Mike. Oh, it's massive. I mean, the, the days are getting closer. I'll be honest with you, dude. I think I know what the Rockets are going to do it too, but I don't even think the Rockets know yet. You know, I think that there's so many different directions that they can go at number two. I still think number one is in play. I don't think they're trading back, but I do think number one is definitely in play for the Rockets. 
I don't know what they're willing to give up or if they end up getting to number one, but I think they're heavily interested in getting to the number one pick. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by by that aspect of the draft. I think that's probably like the one last thing that we have to look forward to really until draft day at the top of the draft. We also have obviously 23 and 24 in play. I think there's also going to be trades on draft night that will likely keep us on our toes. It's going to be a fun night. I'm really looking forward to it. We're definitely going to try to do something on Spotify Green Room as well. Um, probably some live coverage, maybe with some of our friends from our various Rockets fan sites and things like that. We haven't really talked the details yet, but hopefully we'll do something on draft night. I want to do something community-wide and, and just we can feel together on draft night. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Because I think that it's – this could be a franchise-altering night for the Rockets on the 29th. Oh, uh, it, it's I, not I, might. It is. It is. It yeah. is an altering – a draft altering – a franchise-altering night, if you will. But so the last time we did one of these, I was not present. I was absent for whatever reason. But really the theme of this show is to kind of take what we've learned from – the last two or so weeks with our our deep dives into position groups, the guards, the wings, the bigs, our mock draft last week with members of NBA Twitter and Spotify Green Room and SB Nation, and really just kind of tie it with a bow right before we go really into the last week, the last little push before draft night. So basically how this works, Mike and I have no plans tonight. We really, I mean, outside of this, we do have plans. I'm going to be uh, hosting a couple more podcasts. I'm also appearing on the For the Culture podcast, uh, the For the Culture Draft podcast here on Spotify Green Room. We're drafting the best teams of all time, which is why I have the 94-95 Rockets as my profile picture on Green Room for now. Uh, will they be the number one pick? I'm not exactly sure. But according, just between us, just between the listeners, the dream, the of the dream take, I'm taking them number one. They're uh, number one in my heart. They're number one in my yeah. heart. I was about to say number one in your heart. Probably not the greatest team of all time. Probably I not. D- but you know what? They got yeah. the ring to prove it. I think they're in the top. So is this the second title team? Probably in the top twenty-five teams of all time. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see if they get drafted tonight. It's it's a group of seven of us, and we're we're going fifteen rounds deep. So it's going to be a fun uh, fun exercise. I'm looking forward to it. But let's let's talk here. So basically, the rules of the town hall meeting. There really are no rules. If if you want to come up and speak, feel free to hit that uh, speaker request button and come on up. It doesn't even necessarily have to be draft related or rockets related, although. That's kind of the focus of our show, so that's kind of the focus of tonight. But if you just want to come up, talk about your day or something like that, we're not going to necessarily discourage that. So I already have a speaker request from Joseph, so we're going to bring Joseph up onto the stage. Joseph, welcome to the Dream Take, my brother. How are you? I am doing very good. Excellent, excellent. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to talk about? Rockets, basketball, NBA, anything like that? Um, I, because 
I do like basketball too, you know. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Love that. Big basketball guys up here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And if you want to, maybe if you have a question, maybe I can send you back down to the audience. And if you have a question, you can type it in the chat. Or if you have a question later, you can come on back up. Okay. All right. Sounds sounds good. Thank you, Joseph. Thanks, Joseph. You know, sometimes it's a matter of, uh, sometimes, you know, you get that stage fright. It's not easy coming up here. I'll say that. But Absolutely um, not. Yeah. So, Mike. I, I do want to give you uh, some talk about this. I feel like last episode we were kind of crunched for time. I was I wanted to make sure I gave as many people as much t- airtime as possible to talk about their picks. And I do feel like I may have short-sighted you a little bit when you were explaining your selections of Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp in the draft. And I guess that's a talking point that we can start now if you would mm-hmm. like, give you a little bit more time to suggest why they should be the picks there. And I can maybe uh, challenge those if you'd like. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for all of it. Um, let me, let me preface the two picks by saying that I almost, I, I wanted to get your take on this as well, that it's very fascinating to me what the Rockets are going to do if they take Jalen Green number two. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, if you draft Jalen Green and, you know, let's say, um, you know, Chris Duarte is there at at 23 or 24. Chris Duarte was there and he passed on him. Well, but the thing is, if you take Chris Duarte, are you okay with taking a guy in the first round where you're automatically going to say you have no chance at starting? Like you already have two guys in front of you. I want to draft guys in the first round that have a shot at starting for this team in some sort of capacity. Well, because I mean, it, do you think that's my, that's really going to come out of this draft with a second starter? Yes, 100%. Assuming, they better. Assuming number two is already a starter? If they don't come out of the first round with at least two starters, this team is in more trouble than they were last year. See, I don't because what, because what because Because what are you doing in the first round then? Like, get, let me ask you this. If you don't come out of the first round with Evan Mobley, you, where are you going to get a big? Free agency. I, yeah, I'm with you. That's why, that's why this, this second pick is so alarming to me because it's like, okay, free agency. And we, we talked about the free agency, you know, the free agents that are out there. Outside of Rashawn Holmes, there's not one guy that I look to and I go, okay, go get him. Unless it, and what's the guy's name? Jared Allen. I would love Jared Allen, but if they don't get a big at number two, which I don't think they do, twenty three or twenty four needs to be a big, and it needs to be a big that has a shot at starting. Would be my preference. I'm not saying that's the right preference, but that's where I was going with the uh, selection of Dayron Sharp. I'm also a big fan of Charles Bassey out of Western Kentucky. Massive mm-hmm. fan. I think he'd be. A, I think he'd be. I think he would be too high of a pick at 24, but I also wouldn't be mad at them not taking the chance of him getting to like the early second round and buying into the second round like they did with KJ Martin. I would be happy with Bassey or Sharp being on this team. And if they get Bassey or Sharp, watch out for either one of those guys being your starting five. I think, like, I I see why you like Dayron Sharp. I just don't know if 
24 is the right spot for him. And yes, like with our mock draft that we had on Friday, you know, we weren't doing trade. So that was, it made sense as to why you took him. You, you took him because you wanted to express how much you thought he'd be a good fit. I think if you trade down, then the chance of getting a guy like Bassey or a guy like uh, Dayron Sharp makes sense. But I want to kind of take what you said about getting a starter at 23 or 24, and I want to put that to the test. Let's see from our last couple of drafts who was drafted in those spots and if they are a starter or a starting caliber player, okay? So Mm -hmm. if we look at the 2020 draft, Leandro Bomaro goes 23. He was a he was an overseas stash. And then RJ Hampton, who did not get a whole lot of playing time in Denver, but in Orlando appears like he could be a starting caliber guy. So that, I guess you could say that RJ Hampton is a starting caliber player. And, you know, like if RJ Hampton was on the Rockets, would he start? I don't personally know. Well, no, especially not this year if you get Jalen Green because your backup or your guards are Porter Jr. and, mm-hmm. and Green. So you're yeah. set there. And then you have 23 and 24 from 2019. Darius Baisley and Ty Jerome, who ironically enough are now teammates in Oklahoma City. Uh, Ty Jerome's not a starting caliber guy, but Darius Baisley has started for them in the past, and he's a good enough play. He was in the playoff rotation when we played them in the bubble. But, I mean, if also, keep in mind this, if you go – just five picks later, Keldon Johnson is there. And Keldon Johnson's on the Olympic team. And then who, who goes number 30? Who's number 30? You KPJ. tell me. KPJ. Yeah. So there are starting caliber players at this point in the draft, but it's it's like hit or miss. It's like 50-50. You go to the 2018 draft, Aaron Holiday and Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons would probably start on – on a good number of teams in the league. He's just behind Damian Lillard. That's a problem for him. But I think, I mean, he's definitely proven, especially this season, that he's NBA caliber. Aaron Holiday uh, has fallen, I think, I think he's fallen out of the rotation in the last couple of years. But also, 2017, the 23rd pick, OG Ananobi, starter, uh, well, not starting for that championship team, but he's a starter now, and they he hit a game winner in the playoffs as a starter on a really good Raptors team in 2020. Right. Also but for the 24th pick, Tyler Lydon, yeah. who yeah. flamed out of the league. So, like, it really is hit or miss when you get to this point in the draft. There are guys there that are good. There are guys there that are not good. And there are guys that are drafted afterwards that you probably are, you know, shaking your head as to why you didn't take them at those spots. The two guys that I took, I also look at, and the hit or miss, that phrase I love. But I think that the, the two guys in Kessler Edwards and Daron Sharp minimize that hit or miss factor. And the reason being is that Kessler Edwards is the type of guy that his, the way he plays is so perfect for today's NBA. His size, he's 6'9". He shoots 38%-plus uh, from the three-point line. He plays good enough defense to be a part of a rotation. Um, Daron Sharp, 6'10-plus, can rebound, has some offensive skills, but his size mitigates that hit-or-miss factor. Like, you can't teach size in this league, and the Rockets need size on this roster. 
Ergo, he's going to get a good shot on this roster to give you legitimate minutes. Bassey's the same way. Bassey's seven foot, average 12 rebounds a game in Western Kentucky, like knows how to go get rebounds. This Rockets team had a problem rebounding the ball. If they take Jalen Green at number two, you need this team needs help in other parts of the roster. There are going to there's going to be enough talent in the bottom part of this first round. The Rockets can find another really two really good players that will enhance the depth on this team, and you can find another starter. My hope is that it's a big man. But Sharp, I think I know a lot of people were upset that I didn't take JT Thor. I like Thor. But, I mean, for God's sake, the dude needs a cheeseburger. Like, he's way too... Go to Papa's Burgers. Yeah, I mean, Papa's Burgers, <laughs> multiple days a week. Like, that dude, like, it hurts my body looking at him because I think the, the physical traits are there 100%. But you're placing a bet on a guy being able to maintain that physical ability while needing to put on... What do you think? I mean, 25 to 30 pounds of muscle. Easy. That doesn't even put him at like 230, 240. That moves him up into like the low 230s. Like that, that's a scary proposition to me. I'd rather take a guy in Sharp or Bassey. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of this draft. I'm a fan of the later part of this first round because I think there's a lot of talent. Man, I really want a burger right now. Yeah, so do I. Like massive burger. Okay. Just way off topic, but why not? Three places to go get a burger in Houston. Where are you go? Oh, Langford City Market is number one. You get the mac and cheese burger. It was on uh, Triple D. Uh, mm-hmm. Phenomenal burger. Uh, do, 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 do. Papa's Burgers makes a, yeah. just an absolutely Always. delicious burger. Never uh, a bad burger there. No. Hubcap Grill is probably my third one. Mm. I'm going to give love to a local joint in the Shug. I'm going to go with Guru. Have you been to Guru? I've been to Guru. Guru's probably number seven or eight on my list. Yeah, they're not, no, like, yeah, but it's so good. Guru's solid. I'm going to be in Texas in a couple of weeks, and I'm definitely going to Guru. But, uh, yeah, we really do need, like, a sponsor. So if any burger joint... Or any brewery in Houston that you may know of that would like to be our sponsor, uh, feel free to hit us up. You know where to find us on Twitter at the Dream Take or at DreamShake SBN. Uh, but yeah, so again, now that to try to stop talking about burgers, we've got Sam over here, uh, and Sam's gonna join us. And again, if anyone else would like to come up after Sam, feel free to hit that speaker request button. But it's Sam's turn up on stage. Sam, you are on the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Earth to Sam, you're off, you're off mute now, so you can definitely uh, talk. You were you weren't before, so uh, testing for Sam. You're on the dream take. How are you? All right, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. We can Perfect. hear you. Apologies, Sam is uh, with having us. mic troubles. Yeah, well, I, I coming you coming at you from Timberwolves land, as you know, Jeremy. But um, interested to see what the Rockets do this year. Just coming from someone who's been looking at a team near the lottery, and it's excited. It's exciting to see teams strike gold. But I see. Something, you know, as they approach Christian Wood, um, question one is, what do you hope that they'll do with his contract one way or another? Um, And question two is, if he's on the trade market this year, 
do you think it's more likely that they'll want young players or just picks? I am team keep Christian Wood, at least for one more full year. It makes a lot more sense to trade Christian Wood when he's an expiring contract. And keep in mind, remember when he signed with the Rockets? He's on a less, his AAV is less than $14 million a year. He signed for like three years, $41 million. That is one of the best value contracts in the NBA for someone that was, before his injury, almost playing on an all-star level. Or you could argue that he was playing on an all-star level. And all of these people saying, oh, let's trade him, let's trade him. It, it, it kind of, not, it doesn't bother me, but I'm just like, I'm curious as to like, why? Like, as if he's like the plague if you will like but to be honest like he's not i mean maybe people don't like christian wood as much because he's the face of the worst team in the nba at least he was but that's by no means christian wood's fault he was leading the team to an above 500 record before he got injured and the rockets key to success has christian wood there at least for now you might as like throw last season in the garbage like that does not even matter at this point anymore what matters now is the team that they currently have and where they're going to go and the team's going to look very different obviously when you throw in a Jalen Green or an Evan Mobley and I do think that even if they get Evan Mobley Christian Wood can adapt to whatever situation and same with Kevin Porter I think Kevin Porter can also adapt to whichever situation they're young and they're players that you can mold into what the team is trying to do. And I think Steven Silas has a very smart system that is going to focus on utilizing player strengths as opposed to their weaknesses. I don't think that Steven Silas has really hurt anybody in the rocket system yet. I mean, we haven't played real competitive games with this crew yet, so it's, it's difficult to tell, but right now Christian Wood has not done anything to warrant being thrown into trade talks. And it shouldn't be happening. I'm just going to leave it at that. Mike, you got anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think the the best thing that the Rockets can do for Christian Wood is get him more help. I think he's a building block for this organization. I think one thing that I would like to add to what you said, Jeremy, was that also if you trade him this year, that's not a great look around the league for pending free agents. Like, hey, I'm going to go sign a deal in Houston. And less than what two years of my three years in the deal, they're going to look to move me. Like that, that doesn't make sense. The other thing was it was Christian Wood who went out of his way to applaud um, uh, Stephen Silas and said how great of a coach he is and how big of a part he was in him coming here in free agency. So those are two things there. I don't think they're moving Wood. I think they'd be silly to move him. Um. yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I love the idea of a Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Christian Wood, threesome on this roster. You get a, a big who can attack the boards and get some more wing help, and I think this is a nice young roster to build around. Yeah, he played really well with Olenek last year, too, so he does need a second big with him. Whether that second big is Olenek this year is something that is going to be answered probably right after the draft and free agency, but it's like Christian Wood is a key to this team for 2021-22. And that's like, they, they need to not explore options to trade him. And I don't, I don't think he's on the trade block. I, I don't think Rafael Stone is just going to deal him right away. It just doesn't make any, any logic. 
logical sense at all. Well, I mean, for less than $14 million a year for the production that you got from him, people forget last year, late, early start of the year, the Rockets were on a six-game winning streak when they had a vast majority of their roster. People forget last year, Jeremy, you and I haven't talked about this a ton, but when the Rockets, I mean, there was probably not one team that was more ravaged by injuries than the Rockets were last year. People Mm -hmm. forgot David Nawaba, Sterling Brown, you had Eric Gordon was out a ton of games. John Wall missed a ton of games. Christian Wood missed a ton of games. There I mean, was no the, rocket that was like healthy except for Jay Sean Tate. That's really it. And yeah, and if, Martin, I guess, was relatively healthy all the year. Right, but if the Rockets were healthy throughout the year, there is no way that team was a bottom of the cellar type team in the NBA. They were, they would have sniffed. I think you know a top ten seed in the West probably don't make the play-in tournament, they would have had a decent shot. If that team was healthy at the trade deadline, instead of being sellers, maybe they become a buyer and, and try and put another piece on this roster. So injuries were a huge part of this team. That's why I'm so hell-bent. If they can get this draft right, this is a playoff team next year. I, I don't see any reason why this team, and I'm not talking about the goofy play-in tournament that they have. I'm talking about a top eight seed in the West if this offseason and this draft is done right by Raphael Stone. And based on yeah. what he did I last year. It, I think you're pushing no. it a little bit. Why? Take Why? the eight teams, take the eight teams that were in the playoffs right now okay. and remove one. Because if the Rockets but that, see, but that's, that, if the Rockets are in the top eight, that means one of the top eight from this year ain't gonna be there. But this is the thing, though, is that look at if I would have told you at the beginning of this year, Phoenix and Milwaukee would have been the two teams in the finals. What would you have told me? I, I would have said pass whatever you're smoking because I want some of that. Well, right. So then, That's you know, injuries. Right. No. And, and I'm with you. But the injuries part of this. Yes. Do I think the majority of the teams that made the, the playoffs this year make it next year? Yes, absolutely. What happens in L.A. if Kawhi Leonard leaves the Clippers? What happens to the Clippers? The Clippers go to hell in a handbasket. You know, they said yeah. they have to, they have to replace Reggie Jackson. All I'm saying is you give me a team. Humor me here, right? What if the Rockets draft Jalen Green at 23? They get Josh Christopher and they get Usman Garuba. Okay. You add that to Kevin Porter Jr. You add that to Christian Wood. You add that to, let's say they sign Rashawn Holmes and free agency. You're going to tell me that's not a playoff team? I think... I'd, I think on paper they definitely look a lot better, but I just think there are so many teams that are like I think honestly, I'll say this. If the Rockets make the play in next year, that's a successful season in my book. Cause sure. you gotta realize this team is still really young and they, they gotta grow together. And I, I know it would be nice to have like the the Suns like year where uh they go from a lotto team to the top right away and to be honest the last two years lottery teams have represented the west in the nba finals but i just don't think it's going to be like that this year and i guess we scared sam off the stage forgot that he was here but thank you sam uh for coming on up uh but yeah if anyone else would like to come on up and (laughs) try to shut me and mike up for a little bit uh we would love to have you up here feel free to hit that speaker request button and we can talk about whatever you'd like. But if, if there is no speaker requests, I'm going to kind of throw maybe a hot take out there. I don't necessarily think it's that hot of a take, but I do think it might catch people by surprise. 
What's I that? think that the Rockets will trade down from 23 or 24. I don't think that they're going to have three first-round picks on this roster next season. I think it's going to be very difficult to roster all three of those guys because the thing is, you got to give three of those guys. I know they're just rookie deals, but you got to give them four-year contracts, and that is beyond the 2023 timeline that they've set for themselves in which they can go for a max free agent. So I personally think they're going to try to save a little bit of money and they're going to trade down. And maybe you go and you get a guy in the second round that is perhaps a guy that you can you can develop in the G League, doesn't necessarily have to be on the team this year, could be a two-way player. And I don't think that they can really afford, to be honest, to pay three guys. Because the thing is, if you're going to pay, if three first-round picks be on this roster next year, you have to give them playing time. Like, you have to. And I guess that's kind of what you were alluding to, Mike, about how you need to get two starters in this draft, which, I mean, the hope is Jalen Green or Evan Mobley starts from day one, and then you get a guy at 23 or 24 that could maybe start moving forward. The only reason why I think it's difficult for them to get two starters, and for the same reason that they would have three first-round picks playing legitimate minutes on the roster next year, is because they just there just isn't room. There isn't room, Mike. It's just going to be very difficult for me to do that. Because, I mean, you can say this, like, opening night next year, October whatever, it's probably going to be something like John Wall, KPJ. I'm going to say Jalen Green because I think that's who they're picking. Then whoever the four is, probably Jay Sean Tate and then Christian Wood. That's probably your starting five. Maybe you get a big in free agency and he starts and you bring Jay Sean Tate off the bench. That's probably like the only other configuration of guys that I could possibly think of. But also, Jayshon Tate was primarily a starter last season. Like you can't just you know push him to the bench after he had such a such a good uh, season. I, I personally think that Jayshon Tate would work well off the bench, but I don't know what that would do to his confidence. We're expecting him to possibly hit a sophomore slump. Not not because he isn't talented, but because it's typical, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But you have to kind of look at the bigger picture here. And if you do go Jalen Green, you have to probably go small. And you're probably looking at... And even if they take Mobley, we can do the same exercise with Mobley. They're probably going to go Wall, KPJ, Tate, Mobley, and Christian Wood. That's probably your starting five next year. Where's the second starter going to go? To the bench. And then... And then you have to take another first-round pick on top of that? I think it's well, very difficult to have three first-round picks on the roster next season. The first uh, lineup that you threw out there totally does a disservice to three guys in that starting five. John Wall, I don't think, is going to be here. If you're drafting Jalen Green, John Wall is not going to be a rocket, period. Like, I don't think he's I don't think it's that night. simple. I don't think it's that simple. I think he's, he, he will end up in L.A. He will either be a Laker or he will be a Clipper if by Rafael opening Stone night. If can pull that off, if Rafael Stone can trade John Wall's contract this offseason, get that man the executive of the year. Well, like, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. You just said you don't want 23 – or not want. The, the hot take that you had was they're going to look to move on from 23 or 24. Would you attach either 23 or 24 to get the deal done? 
i.e. what Boston did with Kemba Walker and having to include a first round pick That's a good point. to get the Thunder to take on the 20, you know, to take on Kemba. If Kemba is tradable, so is John Wall. And at both LA teams, mm. both LA teams need a point guard. And I think the, the Lakers, Lakers certainly can't afford him. The Lakers certainly can't afford him. But let me let me bring up Braylon here. Braylon's been on the show before. He's a longtime listener and a I guess longtime caller as well. So Braylon, you're back on the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, All right. What what piques your uh, interest to come on up here and talk with us today? The John Wall conversation. All right. The moment you said John Wall, I was like, "Ooh, let me speak on this one." <laughs> drop drop your take, Braylon. The Braylon take right. right here. So I'm gonna start off with. We know for sure Kawhi is not going to play next year. Kawhi is not playing next year. Kawhi is so serious about his health that he won't really touch the court next year. I don't. I don't see him touching the court, especially with him getting an injury in late June. I I can I can buy and, and quiet. So that means they have to make a move. Now I don't know what they they don't have nothing worth value pick wise to try to go get a Dame Lillard. Because they spent all their baskets on Paul George. They, and then they went and spent on Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is the person that would have to come back. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, 100%. So I 100% see them having to just go in and try to get a John Wall or trying to go get one of the uh one of these lower value point guards that are available or somehow find go finding a way to convince Reggie Jackson to skip out on max money because Reggie Jackson's going to get max money after what he did in the playoffs. So then I'm like, okay, so this going this has got to be John Wall. So Luke Kennard and then it'd be probably like Luke Kennard. Morris, Morris, uh, Patrick, Morris like, is all the ex Rockets, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Patterson. Okay, okay. So you said Marcus, Marcus Morris is is go, is they have to keep Marcus Morris because that is the three and D guy that. Mm-hmm. At that point, it probably wouldn't be worth it for the Clippers. To be honest, yeah, that's what, and then that's the crazy part. But like. So then the question is, what what is Portland doing? Now I'm not saying we get Dane, but if Dane walks out, do, do they go full rebuild or do they try to retool because they won't really be because they won't really fit in with trying to get a high lottery pick if they Look, lose. Yeah. If Dane if Dane gets traded. If Dane asks for a trade, which I personally don't think is going to happen, but if it does happen, he's going to one of two places. He's going to New York or he's going to New Orleans. New York or Bo- because... Philly. Or Boston. Or, or Boston. Or, or Philly. <laughs> Boston does not have the picks for... Like, Boston would ask for way too much. I, I could Maybe Philly, but I just personally, like, the way that I, don't I know. see Darryl, Philly... Daryl messed up way too much. Daryl said, I'm not going to get hardened and that screwed him the most because that was, that's legit. The all it's, it's no, it's Daryl screwed that up. Mm-hmm. 
that I think okay. New Orleans is probably yeah. the likeliest destination out of all of those because they have the they have all those picks from the from the Anthony Davis trade. They yeah. have they have Brandon all those Ingram. picks, they all those picks from the Drew uh, from the Josh uh, Hart, Drew. all the picks from the draw. Yeah, the Drew Holiday deal. They yeah. have all those picks, and they are so scared that Zion is going to walk in five years that they're gonna that they're gonna mortgage their future for. It. I mean, they have excess picks from all of their you know draft capital but that's another that's another situation i personally think that new orleans makes the most sense for a dane trade just because they probably can give you the bet they can probably give portland the best offer i think like if i'm neil olshi and i'm going to ask uh boston for dame i'm i i say jalen brown is like if jalen brown is not in the deal no and if i go to philly i say you know, not Ben Simmons. If Joel Embiid is not in that deal, I say no. But is like, it? But yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans is a worse situation than Portland is. Yeah. Like what, if you're Damian Lillard, why would you be excited to go to New Orleans? Because Other I get to go to Zion. That's literally it. That's literally the only thing. And yeah, you would need Dame. Dame would have to recognize, you know, is is playing in New Orleans better than playing in Portland? And honestly, the only reason I could see why he could do that is because he just feels burnt enough by Portland and how they handled the whole Billup situation and how they kind of let Dane take the fall for them and all of that. So I personally think if if Dane's making that trade, it's to New Orleans. And the thing is, I've said this a couple of times. Maybe it's in here, maybe it's in other chats, but a lot of trades just really don't make sense right now. A lot of teams are kind of just stuck where they are. And I think a lot of that reason is because the free agency class is pretty weak. Like there really isn't a whole lot of desirable free agents out there that teams are looking to trade for cap space or trade, you know, to get a certain guy, like all the guys that you're like, Oh, well, superstars can get traded. Well, it's just not ideal situations for these superstars to get dealt. Like Bradley Beal is not asking for a trade. Damian Lillard right now is, is kind of not there. And the thing is, that's what all these headlines are all about because they're trying to force these, like just force storylines at this point. And honestly, it doesn't make sense for Portland to trade Dame when they have four years left mm-hmm. in his contract. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for Washington to deal Bradley Beal up until maybe now because Bradley Beal is about to hit free agency. But even then, Bradley Beal has never said he wants out of Washington. So why are you going to trade I'm, him? Okay, uh, uh, yeah, Bradley Beal hasn't said he wants to get traded, but let's say Golden State said seven fourteen and Wiseman. That Did doesn't that, that doesn't do much. That doesn't do much for seven, me. Seven, if I'm Washington and Wiseman, because you know what else is going to happen? You know what else is going to happen if that happens? Russell Westbrook's going to ask for out. Well, yeah, because we have to get Steph and and Clay more help in Bradley Beal because they don't have enough help currently. Ridiculous shenanigans. That's the thing is like Golden State has all these all these like chips to go and make a move. They have Wiseman, they have seven, they have fourteen, but there really isn't a suitor that really needs those. Like, just there isn't a trade out there that really makes sense for Golden State. Like we, it was uh, Hie from Twenty Four Hour Media was talking about. He's like, uh, like I, I asked him. I said, who who would be a good guy to go and get for Golden State? And he said, Paul George. But, like, why would the Clippers go and give up Paul George? They're not going to have Kawhi next season. Maybe if Kawhi leaves and they blow it up. But the thing is, the Clippers have spent so much on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They literally said, you know, screw the 2020s. We're buying right now 
two major superstars and you're going to fold after two years of that, that would be such a horrible move. And is Jerry West still the guy in, in with the Clippers? Yes. I don't see Jerry West doing that at all. Even if Kawhi leaves. If Kawhi leaves, that's on Kawhi. But I don't think the move after that is to immediately trade Paul George. Keep in mind, the the Clippers, they will still be competitive even if Kawhi's not there. They won game five he, and game six without Kawhi, pushed the Suns to six also without Kawhi. Like, they are not going like, to drop to the bottom of the league because they lose Kawhi. They, if they I, run it back, which I assume they will. They honestly could have won that series against the Suns. They could have. They could have. Had and DeMarcus how Cousins right now, decided, the Bucks. had DeMarcus Cousins just step over like two more feet <laughs> to the right, <laughs> and then had Paul George not miss free throws, this, 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 we're looking at probably Clippers, what you call it, and then maybe maybe Kawhi would like, you know what, I'll risk my ACL to get this. Yeah. And if KD stepped two inches behind the three-point line, we wouldn't have the Bucks near the finals either. And then we'll be like, congratulations, Harden. You got the ring. Now hurry up and lose next season and the year after that so we can have all those horrible picks. But now we just got to hope they don't win at all. That's my thing is just the league right now, just because there was so much overturn with um, with like that offseason where Kawhi went to the Clippers and, and, you know, Harden left and all of that. I feel like we're at a point right now, we're at like a dull period where because all of these moves just happened, there isn't going to be a whole lot of movement this offseason, but next offseason, when KD is up, when Kyrie is up, when Harden is up, when Bradley Beal is up, next year's free agency class is 10 times better. I'm, Brian I'm, is I'm, also I'm possibly to say that, 10 too. times better than this year's. So I think you're going to see a lot more movement now. And then that's when teams like Golden State, that's when teams like uh, New Orleans, that's when teams... It, that's when those teams with all of those excess of assets, they can go and make these signing trades or they can, you know, they can maneuver a deal. Damian Lillard's going to be one year uh, closer to free agency. Uh, same with, you know, Ben Simmons. Like, I mean, I think Ben Simmons is probably going to get dealt, but at this point I wouldn't consider Ben Simmons to be a star. I think Ben Simmons is like a third option on a championship team at best. Like, and if he goes to Minnesota, like, uh, he's rumored to. He would be the third best player on Minnesota. Maybe even okay, but what does Minnesota give up? What yeah, does Minnesota give up? Yeah, because D Lo. I'm I'm trade. sorry. I'm 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 keeping D Lo. I'm surely not giving up Anthony Edwards. And then Cat is a generation. D Lo's gonna have to go to a third team. That's that's kind of how I see it. I, I don't I don't think so because I think D Lo could run that offense and he won't be heavily relied on the score as much because Anthony Edwards shown that he could just absolutely put the ball in the hoop whenever he possibly has to. He what has... do you think about D Lo and OKC? <sighs> D Lo to OKC, Kemba to Philly. That's probably what it could it, it could be. Yeah, I Sam, just Sam I, I just don't, don't know about I don't know I okay I I do know and I it's my last this is my last comment and then I go ahead and stop stepping down so I'm like step up, but I think the biggest problem the league had is that you had Portland, Miami, and and other and even Utah Jazz 
believing that, oh, this is our time, but they really was not ready. But they could also run it back next year. Like, there's nothing stopping them from going back next year. I do think, though, with how the with the NBA being on, like, a more regular schedule, I think teams are going to kind of regress back to the mean. I don't think we're going to see Utah and Phoenix as the top two teams in the West next year. I think the East might be a little bit different. Uh, I, I don't think the Hawks are going to be uh, a contender for the finals like they were this year. They were. Think about it. Like, I don't think that, like, we fully like digested the fact that the Atlanta Hawks were two wins away from the NBA finals. I just wanted to, you know, put that out and that the Suns are two wins away from a championship. The Bucks are one win away from a championship. Like, have we like fully like digested that or like no, 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 realized no. that is actually what is going on in this reality? I've just like, am I the only one that's like recognized? No, that? no, 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 no. I've digested it, and <laughs> I've already said to many people that, uh, no, East is one, uh, is legit a run team race next year. You know, let's say hard <laughs> gets back to his health. The East is a one team. <laughs> the East is a one team. That's yeah. I, I firmly, I'm, I firmly believe it. Put your bets on the Nets in twenty two. I'll say that. I'm right sorry. Now. You have three top ten players in one team. Mm-hmm. That legit. I, 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 I'm gonna go and say that haven't happened since the Celtics back in the day. Yeah. It's been a minute. All right, Braylon, anything yeah. anything else to say before we send you back? Uh, Team Green. That's it. Green Gang. Team, All right. Team well, Green. Braylon, thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Braylon. Yeah. Sam's back up. So Sam heard Minnesota, and that, like, immediately triggered something in his brain. So basically, Sam, I, I'll catch you up to speed if in case you didn't hear it all. We were kind of trying to figure out a Ben Simmons package to Minnesota, how that trade would work. I, I mentioned a third team probably to take the Angelo Russell, but what do you think about the possibility of this the Timberwolves acquiring a guy like Ben Simmons or just making a deal in general? Well, I think it's super exciting. I, I won't get too far into it because I know we all don't want to talk Timberwolves. It's mostly just me. But um, three three points that come to this is the first is they've gone on the record big to say D'Lo is core to this team. So I don't expect that he'd be quite so flung about as though trade machine seems to be looking. Um, so if, if that's happening, the trade chips are Jaden McDaniels, Malik Beasley, you know, mid roster and, and picks and those sorts of guys. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to, to mention is that they, they really sound at least as though they want to keep D'Lo. Um, and the second thing I also want to mention is that um, this front office has made it really clear that they want to be in the conversation on every move if possible. And so I think it's it's like a pretty clear narrative that Simmons is exciting piece for the Timberwolves and is friends with, you know, Kat and former teammates in high school with D'Lo. So it narratively fits there really well. Um, But I think that even if that wasn't there, they would be in this conversation as much as they're going to be in other conversations for, for kind of potential free agents coming soon. Um, so I don't think that it's necessarily like predestined that that Ben Simmons is more likely than not going to be a Timberwolf. Um, so those are just a couple of the things there that I'd mention in relation to that um, for the Wolves and, and for Ben Simmons. And this is why this app is perfect, because you get people from all over the place that would probably never have a conversation like this otherwise. And, and I, I learned a lot with that. Thank you, Sam, for that. Yeah, you bet. Great show so far. I mean, the thing Thanks, is, sir. Minnesota and Philly, sorry, Mike, but Minnesota and Philly also makes sense to kind of make a Rockets tie with it. Gerson Rosas and Daryl Morey are boys from Houston. So, like, that, to me, is why they could possibly 
makes sense as trade partners. But again, that's just narrative talking. And that's, you know, mostly kind of my coverage is I'm, I'm much more of a narrative guy than I am really an X's and O's kind of guy. I really need to do a little bit more homework on my X's and O's and, and stuff like that. But I mean, Ben Simmons also, I do think, you know, I'm not, I'm not like coach, coach Jeremy over here, but I do think that Ben Simmons would make sense uh, in just that kind of offense. I think with, with D'Angelo Russell there, if he's healthy, I think that you get Ben Simmons back to his more natural position at the four. And I think that would make more sense. The only issue that I'd have with the Minnesota Philly thing, if D'Angelo Russell is off the table is I don't think Philly's going to really be that intrigued by young guys that don't have playoff experience at this point when they are as close as they are to the title. So, well, Daryl, Daryl needs play now guys. He needs guys that will correct. I mean, the look at the, look at the move last year when he went and got Seth Curry uh, from Dallas. Like he needs guys that can immediately come in um, and, Contribute. I will say to Sam, I think Minnesota's got a massive problem with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. I said it in the chat. I'm not a fan of either guy. I would move on from both of them if they had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, no, I think that's a fine point. There's a couple notes here that I'm I'm kind of thinking in, in as it relates to Timberwolves and as it relates to Simmons. Um, the first one I was thinking of is um, you made up a really good or you made a really good point, Jeremy, about you know Minnesota not really having the assets in this trade. Uh, until the Lillard ordeal happened over the weekend, you know, whatever it is, what it is, if it's anything. Um, so much of the discourse became pretty clear that if the, if the Timberwolves are to be involved in a Simmons trade, um, it's got to be a three-team trade, you know, sending, sending assets to Toronto so that Toronto can sign and trade Lowry to the Sixers or something to that effect. Um, so that's, that's a big factor because I think we all agree that the Timberwolves are not the most likely suitor if we're just thinking a two-team trade in terms of what they. Can I actually offer. really like that deal. Now that you just mentioned it, like Jade, I like like McDaniel's and like Josh Okoji. Like, would Josh Okoji be on the table in a, in a trade like that? I think Josh everybody's on the table. I I think that different teams are going to approach him differently. Jared Colbert but... obviously got to go. So that would be interesting. Put those guys in Toronto. I I actually really like that. But then second, um, to your point, Michael, uh, about Cat and D'Lo, I, I totally get what you mean about that. I think one thing here for the fan base and for the market and for the organization as a whole, um, and this became evidently clear two off-seasons ago during the whole D'Lo for Wiggins trade, um, is that this is, this is a team on the precipice of getting sent to Seattle or Las Vegas Um especially if none of this happened to sort of give the team a future. And if they, even if it would actually be better for the team in the long run to build around McDaniels and build around Edwards, um, who they certainly still, you know, they still may keep that picture in frame just because there's a 20% chance that Cat asks out at the end of the year or something like that. He's been really committed to the team so far, but who's to say they don't, you know, stuff doesn't hit the fan again and, and, you know, they want to shake it up. But to that point, um, if they got to rebuild again, they don't. Ha- there's, there's not an Oklahoma City Thunder enthusiasm that sort of, you know, picks and picks, mm-hmm. and we can still get excited for this team. Minnesota is is really needing some. Uh, they some don't have picks this year. They, they literally do not have any picks this year, and that's concerning for a team that it, that didn't make the playoffs. They don't have a single pick. Absolutely, they've got yeah. a lot of young guys. No, it's, it's, it's just still it. in the rebuild. Yeah. 
They got I the mean, number I, one pick last year, and they don't have any picks this year. If it go, if, if all things go well, I mean, they've Minnesota's got a nice roster. I think they could be a top ten team in the West. But I just, I've never been a Russell. I think has always been overrated. Carl Anthony Towns is a nice player, but he's he never going to be. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. It's just, it's like a, it's like a jigsaw Pat, Pat puzzle. Wasn't healthy this year either. It was a jigsaw. It's a jigsaw puzzle in Minnesota where. Like the picks or like the pieces just don't fit together. And now you're throwing Alex Rodriguez into the mix. And I'm like, what the hell is going to happen in Minnesota? They're so. going to get all the other, all the other sharks, Mr. Wonderful and Robert. <laughs> Barbara. And Fra- yeah. Barbara Corcoran is going to be there. Is going to be the first player <laughs> to have two teams. <laughs> that awkward moment. He's going to move them to Fort Worth. So we'll have a team <laughs> in Dallas and a team in Fort Worth. <laughs> oh my god that's fun but uh anything else left to add sam uh you've been great so far but anything else <laughs> to add yeah that? i'll leave one parting thought on the, the the simmons situation here um supposing they can't trade d'lo because either they decide that they can't or the sixers say well we don't want him because that would be the right thing to say if they were the you know if the sixers were asked um simmons who's a pretty ball dominant guy even if we're saying natural position is a four or a one the way he's been in the past, or whatever it is. He's pretty ball-dominant in, in, in the way that he plays. Um, so is Ant, and so is D'Lo. Um, I really don't know how I see this team fitting together um, for three creators, like those three guys are, plus Cat, who is you know the, the Swiss Army knife of offensive options um, at all, all distances on the floor. So, you know, it's, I like the idea of getting a, of a strong player like Simmons, while his value is as low as it's probably going to be. Um, but to that effect, I, I wonder if there are better options on the table for different players. But um, it, caught, it leads me to reflect on, on the Rockets right now in terms of as they're deciding who's core and who's more core than other core players. And, you know, how did they, how did they set themselves up for a variety of different options? Um, kind of like me and my fan base, we were thinking about, you know, in the past several years in, in one way or another, but great to be here. And I'll, uh, I'll hang around the audience for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for all Thanks, your Sam. insight. And I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now, but Mike, we promised this last week. I'm going to give you a mic drop and this is no, this is not a question between you and me. This is not a conversation. I'm going to mute and I'm going to mute until you're done. Uh, you're going to get uh, whatever you want. And I don't care what it is, and I can't respond to you. Even if I hate what you say, I cannot respond. This is the mic drop, okay? So you take – don't take too long because this is only – we're trying to get this under an hour. But uh floor is yours. Say what you want. And Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy. Uh, tonight's mic drop features a take that a lot of people have had over the past 72 hours. And it's that Space Jam 2 is somehow better than the original. And I think that's an absolute farce. I think the fact that they remade Space Jam is disgustingly bad for everyday society. There was nothing wrong with Space Jam 1. This is nothing but a cash grab by one LeBron James. This is not a sequel to the Space Jam 1. This is a, they're just going to make a 2021 version of Space Jam. It's awful that they did it. What was wrong with the original? You know, so many movie franchises now feel like they have to, you know, remake the movies. They have to, what is wrong with just 
keeping the original. You don't need to make this type of movie. I don't care what players are in this movie. It doesn't matter. Oh, you got to see Space Jam. No. Everybody has said it's goofy. It's, you know, just for the kids. Like, I'm a 30-year-old man. I don't want to go see a movie that is purely based on just going to see something for the cartoons. Like, it's not happening. There's no basketball in this movie that is half must-see from what I've read. So you know what? My mic drop for this evening is do not support LeBron James and putting even more money in his pocket for this stupid idea that is Space Jam 2. It should have never have gotten to the end point that it did of being published. I don't know what platform it's on or where I can go see it. I don't care. I will not be seeing it. And that is the mic drop for July 19th, 2021. I think that's a good place to park the rocket ship. I have a lot of thoughts, but it's the mic drop, so I can't say nothing. Uh, maybe the Jeremy drop, well, I'll get it. Uh, one day will happen, but it's not as clever of a name as the mic drop. But that's going to do it for us today. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, be sure to follow our podcast, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode of the Dream Take podcast part of the dream shake home of all things houston rockets on sbnation.com you can follow us on twitter at the dream take and at dream shake sbn you can follow my co-pilot mr michael brown on bsw podcast underscore mb you can follow me on twitter at jeremy brenner that's j-e-r-e-m-y-b-r-e-n-e-r special thanks to sam and braylon for coming up sharing their knowledge sharing their uh takes today and we'll be back sometime later this week. We do need to uh, talk about this after the show, Mike. I am going out of town for a week to the West Coast right before – I'll be back right before the NBA draft. So I'll be here definitely on draft night. We're going to talk to our friends that we did the draft lottery show with. Hopefully we can get a big room with all of Red, no- Red Nation celebrating our draft picks that night. And, yeah, you we're going to ha- definitely have some episodes, some content for you. Uh, here on the Dream Take before the draft, and of course at thedreamshake.com. So be sure to check those out frequently as we are just 10 days away or nine days away, whether you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, or, you know, just a couple of days away from the 2021 NBA draft. Crazy to think that the draft is almost here. But again, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thank you to our live audience here on Spotify Green Room. We would not be doing this without you guys. And for those listening to this on demand, thank you very much as well. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, go Rockets.